The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully Ray go right into AEW Dynamite live from L.A. last night. And there is a lot to talk about. Probably the biggest thing, though, Adam Cole. Adam Cole is back, baby. We talk about Adam Cole and how important he should be to that AEW roster. Also, we get into the opening contest, the physical opening contest between John Moxley and Hangman Page right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Let's get into Adam Cole. Bully, I think that was what you would call the promo portion of Adam Cole on the microphone last night. I thought the first half of what he was saying last night it wasn't a promo at all. I thought that was really coming from the heart. And, man, I love that personal connection that Cole had with that L.A. audience last night. It was great seeing Adam Cole. It's been six months since we've seen Adam Cole. So not only did the L.A. crowd appreciate him being back, but I think everybody watching on their TV did as well. During the front half of Adam Cole's promo, he talked about, dealing with some issues, head issues, health issues that were waking him up in the middle of the night with his heart racing at three or four in the morning and having anxiety where he would be pacing around his room and not knowing what was going on. And basically his wife, Britt, or a girlfriend, right? Are they married yet? No, they're not married. Uh, wife, Britt. No. No, they're not married. Girlfriend, what up? Um, so you're saying there's a chance. Um, and it, I was so invested with what he had to say because I have had friends and loved ones suffer from that same affliction with anxiety that will give you tachycardia of your heart and wake you up in the middle of your sleep. And for people who've never experienced it before, it is a very, very scary feeling. And you know what? I'll be a, I'll be a thousand percent honest. It's happened to me in the past year. It's happened to me a couple of times. People have anxieties that you, you never really know that you have, and then some, Then sometimes a 
a, a life experience, a traumatic life experience will pop the lid off of some of these anxieties and they manifest themselves in ways that you would never, ever expect. So me, myself, I've been woken up in the middle of my sleep because my heart was at about 150 to 160 beats per minute. And you have no idea why. Normally, when your heart rate is up that high, you would think you're exercising, um, doing something extremely physical, not at complete peace and resting. So when you kick out of your sleep at three in the morning and your heart is beating out of your chest, that causes tremendous anxiety. Now, I know that doesn't happen to everybody, but it has happened to me and, I, and it has happened to family members. Like I said, people close to me. And I was so into what I felt so bad for him because it's a very helpless feeling to have this happen to you. So I, I, it's like I almost wanted to pick up my, 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 my cell phone and text him and go, did this really happen to you? Because it's happened to me too. Holy shit. You know, what, what was your, you know, what was up? Why was this happening? Did the doctors figure it out? <clears throat> I loved everything that he had to say. I've said it from day one on this show. I've been an Adam Cole fan since the very first day I met him. Now, that was for business reasons, personal business reasons. I'm a fan of his work. I'm a fan of his look. I'm a fan of his promos. And if they don't take last night and run with it and push him to the moon, they are ignorant. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. You don't have a return like that last night. You don't get a reaction like that last night. And you don't get a promo like that last night. Have him say what he said, only to put him back on the back burner. Adam Cole is world champion material. Whether or not he's world champion material that's going to draw a rating every week, I'm not so sure yet. With the right heel, maybe. But I know that Adam Cole has the goods. Adam Cole has the goods as much as any other top talent in AEW. You know what? Uh, I agree with everything you just said. The one word that I'm going to disagree with is when you said ignorant. Because ignorant is when you just don't know and you're not educated enough to know. There's people with AEW that is educated enough to know that what Adam Cole was able to do last night in bringing in an audience like us watching at home and and the audience that was out there in L.A. If they don't do something with that. What? What? Because he he debuted with pretty much the same reception. But that's what I I mean. Sporadically at best. But that's what I mean. So I don't think you could use the word ignorance at this point. Then you know I can almost go to the to the extreme and st- and say stupidity. Like if if you're watching what you saw last night and you don't use Adam Cole in the right way, you almost have to just throw your hands up and say, "What more does this guy have to do?" He he came in with a built-in audience of people who loved him, and after last night, and it goes even beyond what you were saying. How about when he was talking about when he was in the car, bully, and he couldn't be in the car for more than fifty minutes or he'd throw up. Like, I mean, when it, I, I, I agree with you, like he grabbed me where to the point where, man, you know, I, I really felt bad for the struggles that this guy has gone through over the last six months. 
because he's obviously not somebody that went to social media to complain about it. You know, Britt didn't mention anything about it at all. So he had to really struggle with this as it seems on his own. And now he's bringing it to light. Like I'm almost looking at now, once the story is done between MJF and Brian Danielson, if MJF is still your AEW World Heavyweight Champion after that Iron Man match, I want the next program, because I know we asked that question to the audience, who's next? I think it's got to be Adam Cole. I have no desire to see Adam Cole versus Brian Danielson. Zero. None. Not that they can't have a great wrestling match, blah, blah, blah. Who gives a shit? I want to see MJF and Adam Cole. Yep. I want to see them on the microphone. I want to see them working a match. I think that would do really good business for AEW. I'm glad you went past ignorant and straight to stupidity. It's almost like just jumping over the double dog dare <laughs> and going straight to the triple, triple dog dare, which is a complete breach of etiquette, as we all know. Yes, stupidity. Um, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen, and I'm going to go back to NXT now because I haven't seen enough of Adam Cole in AEW, whether it was because he was put on the back burner for a little while or because of his injury, I'm going to take NXT's Adam Cole, zero holes in his game. If you had a gun to your head right now and you had to say, tell me what's wrong with Adam Cole's game it, it, between his promos, his look, his uh, his wrestling. T- tell me what holes you can poke in Adam Cole. I can't. There's nothing I can really poke a hole in when it comes to Adam Cole. I wish he was a foot taller. What's wrong? You're afraid to agree with that? I mean... This, I can I can understand where you're coming from size wise. I wish he had Shawn Michaels height. That's it. Okay, that's, that's all fair. I'm asking for. That's fair. Shawn that's fair. Michaels height. But as we all know, if you're an inch taller, if you, if you're taller in AEW, that doesn't do you any good. Ask Big Bill, who they're turning into a big bitch. <laughs> so for, you know, for that audience, it probably. So what you're saying, you know what? I would agree with you if he was in the WWE. With AEW, I I don't really think that matters. I still wish for his overall. I I would just wish he had because he run, reminds me so much of a Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels wasn't some huge man. Shawn and Marty were very they were small, you know, when they were coming up in you know back in the day, especially at that time, bully. Like a lot of fans probably don't know this, but you know, fans that are around our age will. You know, there are a lot of people, I remember in the AWA, when they came up in the AWA as a tag team, there was a lot of people that were saying that they were too small. And then definitely Shawn Michaels and the WWF people thought was too small. I know that sounds crazy now when you look back at his Hall of Fame career. He's one of the greats. But size was an issue with Shawn Michaels. Not so much hype, but just his build was an issue for Shawn Michaels. But he went to the moon and became one of the greatest performers of all time. And I think this, I think as highly of Adam Cole's potential. Uh, Like I said, both personally and professionally, can't say enough good things. I enjoy watching his matches from start to finish. And there's not a lot of guys out there where I can say, yep, I want to be here the minute the bell rings until the minute the bell rings. And I want to watch this guy perform. He is one of them. And and bully, 
now you're just talking about the performance aspect of Adam Cole, about how good he is in the ring. You know, there's really no holes in his game at all. This is definitely somebody that you could take and run with, whether he was with Ring of Honor, NXT, or now in AEW. But what he did last night, I think, takes him to another level. Case in point, Soraya. When Soraya came back into the fold of pro wrestling and she was in that ring in front of that AEW audience, you know, she decided to go down the route of, this is who I am, this is my resume, I deserve your respect. What Adam Cole did last night, it was like, he went to a level with the with the audience that was there and for the audience that was listening at home, like where you can understand where he's coming from. Bully, like you were saying, I've dealt with this. I've had a family member that's dealt with it. I, I've had a friend that's dealt with this. When you get to that personal, emotional level with an audience like Adam Cole did last night, that's when you really take yourself to the next level. Like It's impossible now, after hearing what Adam Cole said last night, Bully, where you're not going to be on his side, where you're not going to want him to succeed. And eventually, if, if it goes the way that we think it should go and the way we want it to go, if it's a story between him and MJF, MJF, the entitled world champion that thinks he's better than everybody else, and Adam Cole, who's the babyface challenger that's like, I'm no better than the people who are watching me right now. That's a story that I want to see played out. Especially that Adam Cole went on record last night to talk about how severe his head injury was and what happened to him after the injury lingered. The concussion the anxiety, the the pacing, everything that went on in his brain that, that might still be going on. You just stooged off your weakness. If it ever comes down to MJF and Adam Cole, that's exactly what MJF has to go after. I, I did not, I just recently learned that Josh Alexander had neck issues. You know how I found out? How? Josh said it in an interview. Why in the hell would you ever stooge off one of your weaknesses? Why would you remind the world that you have neck issues, whether that's vertebrae or a broken neck or whatever? I didn't even, I didn't even know. I didn't even realize that this kid had neck issues. Dave, what do you think the first thing I'm going to go after on Josh Alexander tomorrow night? Obviously his neck. I could give a shit less about his arm, his leg, his ass, his balls. I'm going straight after his neck. First chance I get, I pile drive him. Bang. First chance. My point is MJF and, and uh, Adam Cole. MJF should go right for this kid's head. Yep. Or whoever the next guy is in the ring with Adam Cole should go straight for his head. And 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 what's the beauty of this, and hopefully they go in this direction, Bully, I'm totally into the story with Brian Danielson. I can't wait for the matchup that they're going to have, that Iron Man match that they're going to have, because we have a lot of questions about it when it comes to MJF. And if those questions are answered in that Iron, match, Iron Man match, then the perfect... Wrestler for him to get into a storyline with immediately afterwards is going to be Adam Cole. And then what you do now, because it's going to be a while before Brian Danielson and MJF gets in the ring. 
This is where you really build up Adam Cole. You're not putting him in the main event storyline for the championship right away after his return. You can build up Adam Cole, get him into some matches before getting into that story. It's it's perfect timing if you're AEW right now. And you got to give Adam Cole some quality victories out there. Let him go out there and do what he does. Have great matches, get, get some quality wins underneath his belt, and then when the time is right, him and MJF. Let me ask you this. Is there somebody that you'd rather see Adam Cole square off within the ring? Is there than a better story for Adam Cole than MJF? Not right now. They're going to have to build one. I mean, somebody's going to have to step up. Maybe even next week, someone's going to have to step up. I mean, uh, because don't forget, Adam Cole, in his short history with AEW, was a heel. So now he's in a babyface role. So I don't see that story right now, but it, but that can change as soon as next week. There is there were to me there was nothing heelish, or, or he might have had heelish tendencies. Adam Cole was not a heel. You don't get the type of reception that you get that Adam Cole gets, and still be a heel. It's it just that's why I have such a definitive meaning of a heel. I I know what real heels are. That's why I will tell you, Chris Jericho, I've said this a long time ago, Chris Jericho is not a heel. He can play the heel role when he needs to, but he is not a heel. MJF is not a heel. He plays the heel really, really well. Too many people love him. He's too entertaining. Last night, as they were panning the audience, as he was, uh, as he was, uh, you know, cutting down Freddie Prince Jr. and uh, the the what, what was the guy, the other guy's the guy name from the from Hangover, the movie, uh, yeah, yeah, the guy from the Hangover. You saw the people; they were laughing along. They were having a great time. If you're putting smiles on people's faces, they can't be hating you. So I don't look at Adam Cole as a heel. As a matter of fact, I I would. It's very hard to find any real heels in AEW. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. NFL fans, right now on the SXM app, hear in-depth coverage of your team with the Believe Podcast Network on Sirius XM. It's all the analysis, all the breakdowns that matter to you, hosted by the players who played for your team and the fans who eat, sleep, and breathe it. 32 diehard fan bases, 32 podcasts. The Believe Podcast Network on Sirius XM. B-L-E-A-V. Search Believe in, followed by your team on the SXM app, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
After the last couple of days, even here on Busted Open with all the talk about the WWE and Stephanie McMahon resigning and everything that's going on with the potential sale of the WWE bully, it was just good to see some hard-hitting pro wrestling. And I don't think you can get any more hard-hitting than that opening match last night on Dynamite. And it really is when you look at Dynamite. And I guess it's everyone's preference because, as you said, Bully, a lot of times with you know pro wrestling and sports entertainment, it's kind of a buffet. And everybody has their preference, and people are going to like certain things more than others. You know, I look at that show last night with the opening contest between John Moxley and Hangman Adam Page, and then you look at the trios match in the main event. And both matches were fun. As, as a wrestling fan myself, I prefer the opening contest over what we saw in the main event. I really love the physicality, the hard-hitting, you know, that, that athletic contest that we saw in that opening contest more than, you know, the death-defying spot fest that we saw in the main event. Though, both, by judging from the crowds, was over with that L.A. crowd last night. But let's dive into that opening contest. As you said, they decided to... They decided to start Dynamite with Detroit Rock City. And to me, Hangman Page and John Moxley, that's a main event on a pay-per-view. And to, op- to have that as the opening match on Dynamite, really good, as you said, really good decision by Tony Khan and AEW. Can't uh, say enough nice things about last night's opening match. I love the fact that they got into action immediately. I love the fact that they didn't waste time on their entrances. Entrances are a part of the entire story of the match. There's a time for pomp and circumstance in a match. And then there's a time to come to the ring like you mean business. I remember when Dusty used to come to the ring sometimes and Dusty made a beeline for the ring because it was all about business. It was just about getting through that crowd and getting to the ring and loading up that elbow. And that's what I saw last night from Mox and Hangman. It was about getting to the ring and getting ready to fight. The people still get to, you know, get the whole, uh, what, what what am I looking for, Dave? You know, the whole, uh, you know, with Mox's entrance. Oh, you, you know, get the whole you're experience. Get, you're getting the whole you experience. You get the whole experience no of Mox's entrance, but it's just not going on for three minutes this time. It's going on for one minute. You get Hangman Page coming to the ring because he's just getting over the concussion, the face-to-face with Mox. He means business, bang, right to action, and then the action could not have been any better. Hard-hitting, good psychology, Everything was there. Right guy went over. Mox is not affected by the loss. Hangman needed it. Great business. W- w- what else is there to say? And and you know what? I'll expand on what you're saying because you're right. There really isn't anything else to say, but I think what you said was very Speaking of expanding, have you seen the size of Dreamer's ass? I think Dreamer's looking good. I actually think he's lost a lot of weight, so I'm looking forward to seeing him in Atlanta tomorrow night. Okay, you might need to check the prescription on your glasses. But speaking of experience, it's been ahead. a while since I got a new pair of glasses, so maybe you might be right there. But I want to, but I do want to put a spotlight—not expand, but put a spotlight on what you just said, bully. And that is that you're right. The right guy went over last night. Uh, wins and losses do matter in AEW, and. Hangman Page needed that victory last night. It doesn't hurt Moxley at all, but, you know, with Hangman Page coming back, you know, he really did need that. And I thought it was the perfect way for him. That buckshot lariat 
hitting that on 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 uh, Moxley. It wasn't something wonky. It wasn't like a small package or a backslide where he's using the rope as leverage. I thought him hitting that buckshot, Larry, in a match like that, as physical as that match was, and Mo- and knowing how physical Moxley is. Hangman Page out physical John Moxley to get that victory. I thought that was a very significant victory for Hangman Page. Over, clean, in the middle with his finish. Boom, done, thank you, bye. That's That was the way it should have been done last night, and that's exactly what they did. I wouldn't have done anything any differently than what I saw between the two. Thumbs it, up, oh, five stars. Actually, ten stars because it happened in L.A. Um, did you notice though that it seemed like the fans were more behind Hangman Page than John Moxley? I actually felt like sometimes when John Moxley got on the offense, the fans were actually booing. And I don't need, mean this in a bad way. I think what they're doing is they're really like again, one of their homegrown superstars and Hangman Page is getting over and getting to the next level. Because I think you would agree when he had his championship run, bully. He was almost there, but not quite there. With a victory like last night, I think it's another step in the right direction for Hangman Page. Do you remember the first time we ever saw an AEW logo? When was that? Was it during the press conference? When they first... It was outside of the Tokyo Dome. Cody Rhodes the Young Bucks, and Adam Page all get a text at the same time. And Cody, Nick, and Matt all have the same thing on their screen. It says double or nothing. And they're looking at Page and they're going, hey, man, did you get it too? What does yours say? And he turns over his phone. He goes, no, I got this. And I believe that's the very first time we see an AEW logo. I could be wrong here, but I'm talking about a moment. Adam Page is a homegrown AEW talent. Yeah, I know he got himself over in Ring of Honor, yada, yada. But he's one of the original guys there. A white meat baby face who many people wanted to be AEW's first world champion. He should have never been the first world champion. The right decision was made to put it on Chris Jericho. I still to this day believe that they should have held off on putting the world championship on Adam Page for for more time until he got super, super over. Like, Like after a match like last night, story for another day, it doesn't even matter. You're saying how the people are behind Hangman. Hangman's been there from day one. He works his ass off. He's got a cool finish. He can do comedy with the uh, with the um, with the Dark Order, or no, he can exactly. wrestle serious serious matches. He can do everything and in between, and then he gets his head caved in, comes back from concussion issues, and it, you know get, gets carted off on a gurney into an ambulance. Why would an AEW fan or a wrestling fan not be emotionally invested and into everything that Hangman Adam Page does? It's a no-brainer. I was very, very impressed by that physicality in that match last night, Bully. 
Strong and match. It was a strong really match. strong match. And 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 again, for me, and and I'd love to hear from the nation if they feel otherwise. To to me, it was the right way to start off the show. I think the main event was the perfect one since it was a seven game series of matches. Like that was the right decision to have that be the main event last night. But I, as a wrestling fan, I much rather watch a match that that like we saw between Hangman Page and John Moxley than the car crash. Spot fest, and I'm and, I, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. It, I I I take a page from your book, bully. When you see the fans on their feet and being as loud as they were during that main event last night, it's very hard to bitch and complain about something when the fans are as having as much fun as that crowd was for that main event last night. There is room on every single show for a car crash spot fest. That doesn't mean give me two hours of car crash spot fest. Give me one match that does that. Give me an opener. Give me a strong style match like Hangman Page and John Moxley. Give me a good <clears throat> wrestling match like Danielson and uh, and Takeshita. Give me a strong women's match or a women's tag match like we got last night with Tony and Soraya. And you want to talk about a crowd turning. Soraya is so in some interesting territory right now. We'll I want get to get into, into that. that. And then give me the car crash main event. Anything you want. There's your buffet. How could you have watched that show last night and walked away and, ah, that sucked. Ah, that wasn't fun. Ah, that was no good. Bullshit. Take the wrestling out of it and just listen to the crowd. Just listen to the crowd and they were having a great time. But we've said this before. Can I sit here and talk about the refereeing or the rules or blah, blah, blah? And last night I didn't see any of that, so it doesn't even matter. And even if I saw dog shit refereeing last night, I don't even think I'd bring it up today. Because it was such a good show. I agree. That, that was a good show that was made better by all of the perceived negativity that's going on right now with the WWE. And I agree with that as well. 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT93. Let's go to Yousef in Northern Virginia. Good morning, Yousef. Hi, good morning, Dave. Good morning, Bully. I hope you guys are having a great Thursday. So, uh, yeah, I want to talk about the opening match with Job Moxley. And before that, if you notice the whole new theme for the show, AEW Dynamite, I mean, I was happy because they cha- they are changing. They try to do something. But at the same time, the color are confusing because you can feel it's dynamite, but the color makes you feel like it's rampage. But uh, at least we get, a, we get a change. And AEW being in the West Coast is always having like a different vibes. You feel it's a good show no matter what's on the segments. And... I'm I'm a WWE guy. I don't want to say something that makes you feel I've tried to be, you know, but to start a wrestling show with a wrestling match, I always thought it's not a good idea because I always thought that a promo is a good way to start the, you know, the show to promote what will happen in the main event. Maybe I'm used to the WWE style. Maybe I'm programmed to the WWE style. But I always thought that it's very entertaining to have a guy with a microphone in the opening segment. All right, Yousef. Yeah. Yousef, you've had a lot of good calls lately. This one I got to disagree on. Not that it's not a good call, but 
you're giving more of your own personal opinion of what you like to see. You're admittedly a WWE fan and you like it when they start off with the promo. Yeah. AEW tries to capture the people from the very moment their show airs. And you can, the, the way to capture them in AEW is with action, is with wrestling. There are very few guys in AEW that can carry the crowd, the show, and the rating, most importantly, with an opening promo. Jericho can do it. MJF can do it. Maybe Moxley can do it. But there's not a lot of them that can do it. The way AEW does things is it's wall-to-wall action. It's Detroit Rock City to rock and roll all night and everything in between for two hours. So I think if, if I'm sitting next to Tony Khan <clears throat> and Tony says, Bubba, I'm thinking about starting this way and ending this way. I'm saying to him last night, Tony, per- perfectly booked out show. Because I would never want it. That opening promo, unless it's Steve Austin, The Rock, Chris Jericho, MJF, it's the same old blah, blah, blah. And you're talking about setting up what's going to be coming later. I think AEW goes above and beyond to set up what you're going to see during the show. And they've been promoting this match seven for so long that I think you know if you didn't get it first, it's going to be your main event. Got it, got it, man. Yeah, thank you for explaining that. I, I, I respect what you said, and to be honest, I enjoy the match, especially you know Moxley, because guys like him is always make you feel different. Because a usual wrestling match is always start you know with a test of strength or a headlock. For me, when I see Moxley, you know, competing in a match, it reminds me of Stone Cold, because you cannot say there is a good match for Stone Cold, but you always remember you know the jamming, the kicking beer drinking same thing with moxley you know it's like chaos bleeding then you have a good match there is no like a range pattern like you start the match really slow then you build up but that's what i like about moxley this guy is you know is is what makes me really enjoy aew number attendant you know even the other guys makes me enjoy but uh yeah that's what i all right, no, guys. no, Yusef, and, and, and again, I'm going to go with Bully because I think there's a lot to what you said, Yusef, and thanks for the phone call. Again, there, there, there's you're not wrong, but I, but I agree with Bully in that I disagree, and there's a couple of reasons why. Uh, number one, as you know, Bully, AEW is an alternative. It's an alternative product from the WWE, so it's different, um, and, I need, and they need to deliver it different. And I think in a lot of ways what Yusef said is 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 absolutely true and that is that um when it comes when it comes to programming for AEW or the WWE in a lot of ways we we've talked about it on this show bully how you're almost programmed to the way things were happening with the WWE they always started the show with a promo i think they've actually gotten away from that we've been seeing you know, sometimes Raw or SmackDown starting with a match, or we've been seeing lately Bully where they start with the bloodline actually attacking somebody, or they've they've tried to be a little bit more or less predictable. But for a while there, I thought the WWE program was very predictable. I actually think when Seth Rollins first became champion, them starting with Seth Rollins 
starting Monday Night Raw every week with a promo actually hurt him because it became so predictable that it's like, unless you're doing something that's completely breaking ground, which usually doesn't happen in a WWE promo, I, I don't think that's the best way to start a show. So, and and the other thing you said, outside of a Jericho and an MJF, I don't know if there's anybody in AEW that's going to knock people's socks off to start off the show with a promo. So I, and I unless, have to disagree with unless you. you ha- I'm sorry, Dave. Unless you have a story for that particular episode that you need to thread through the show. Like we were talking about how it's Steve sometimes would open up a raw. Then you see him two or three times in the body of raw. And then in the main event, unless there was a story that was that you thread through the entire two or three hours, you don't need an opening promo. There's no reason for it. Last night. I didn't, there, there was no reason for an opening promo. I think Tony also books books in a very Vince Russo esque way when it comes to throwing as much as at you as he possibly can. So it's impossible to change the channel. <clears throat> now we can talk about the ratings and let me say this. I hope AEW gets a phenomenal rating for last night's effort. They've been very up and down lately last week down, but last night's effort when it came to the booking of the show, the content, the action, the effort, That show last night deserves a hell of a rating. I hope people tuned in. I told this to you yesterday on a phone call that we had. had. I thought AEW should have taken to social media a little bit more yesterday afternoon. I thought Tony should have taken to social media yesterday afternoon and said, in a very politically correct way, if you're tired with all the BS that's been going on in pro wrestling over the past couple of days and you need a good escape and you want to have some fun and you want us to watch some great pro wrestling tonight's the perfect night to tune into dynamite. And then I would have had everybody in the company and their mother retweet it. I thought AEW could have done a little bit better of a job yesterday afternoon to encourage people to watch. I didn't see them go above and beyond the call of duty of what they normally did. If there was any night for AEW to to rally wrestling fans that normally never watch their product to watch their product, it would have been yesterday afternoon leading into last night. Because we're talking about, and you brought this up earlier, Dave, how the show was great last night. But you think it was even greater because of all the BS that's been going on with the WWE. Agreed. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. 
Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.